Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans Bible study every Monday and Thursday morning here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, pastor of Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas, about 20 miles south of Texarkana, right on Highway 59. Hope you get your Bibles, follow along with us today as we are working our way through and probably out of uh, this 14th chapter of Romans. This will be part 8 here on this 21st day of September in 2020. Tomorrow will be the first day of autumn, and uh, I'm just looking forward to that. The temperatures are already getting a little cooler. And uh, I tell you what, we just had a wonderful time in Wichita Falls, Texas at Crossway Church there. Pastors Colton and Casey Hill, uh, Pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass were there from Palestine, Texas, uh, Christ Community Church. And uh, we're just, we, we were so refreshed to hear the wonderful words of, of God and to be able to fellowship with those others of this, like precious faith, meaning faith in the cross alone. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to see them again uh, next month in October, uh, the 22nd through the 25th in Dublin, Georgia, at this year's Determined Camp Meeting. And there will be a host of other determined preachers, just like the Apostle Paul, determined to know nothing else, point to nothing else except Christ and Him crucified, seeing that on every page of their Bibles. And I praise God for that. It's going to be a wonderful time in the Lord. If at all possible, you can be there. I promise you, if you come this year, the Lord tarries, you'll go again in 2022, praise, uh, 2021, praise God. He meets us there and, and, and we have a wonderful time of great refreshing. So, this morning, we are here in Romans chapter 14, and I'll have to say, Romans chapter 13 and 14 has really, uh, really done something to me. The Lord has uh, made some changes and is in the process still of trying to uh, make straight some things that I've had crooked and straighten up some things and some of my understanding. And until you study for your own self. You'll never know what's really there. Uh, I don't care who you hear preach and teach it until you dig in it your own self. You're never going to have it like you need it and like the Lord wants you to have it. And that's just the result and the manifestation, the fruit of being obedient to the command to be a student of God's Word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So Romans chapter 14 uh, why don't we just start in verse 20 and we'll work our way through this today and, and we'll finish Romans chapter 14. Verse 20, for meat destroy not the work of God. That's a command. That's a statement. Don't let meat destroy the work of God. That's what it says there. For meat destroy not the work of God. Don't let what you eat, don't eat. Don't let what somebody else eats or, or don't eat destroy the work of God. He's talking about that fellowship, that the work of God, God's doing in them, in you, and together in what we call in Texas, y'all. At the same time, maybe some are weak in the faith, maybe some are stronger in the faith, but it's still the work of God. It's still a people in the faith. 
and we're all learning, we're all growing. We're going to see at the end of this chapter that wherever we are, we're not to try to cram it down each other's throat. We're to give them time to grow. We're to be patient with them as the Lord has been and remains to be faithful with us. And uh, we are to love them as they are to love us. And we are to continue to strive together for the faith of the gospel. doesn't mean that we do not read the Word of God, study the Word of God, preach the Word of God. It does not mean that we avoid things in the Word of God. Uh, just uh, And I've brought this out in this 14th chapter. But just imagine if you're a Christian sitting in the church, uh, the Chris- Christian church in Rome, and you o- you're only eating vegetables. As if you're following this teaching, you've read this. The second verse of this chapter uh, says, For one believes that he may eat all things, another who is weak, and he's talking about weak in the faith, according to verse 1, eats only vegetables, just herbs. Now, he's not weak in the faith just because he's eating carrots and broccoli. He's weak in the faith because he's only eating carrots and broccoli, and he thinks that's getting him somewhere spiritually. That's weak in the faith because there's a mixture there of faith in Christ and faith in what I'm eating or not eating, and that's weak in the faith. When there's a mixture there, let me say this this morning, a known mixture. When it's revealed to us, then we should realize, well, I, I need to move on. And then I'm sitting in the congregation, and this letter is read by my pastor back in the day. Let's just imagine that. Back in the day, Paul's written this letter, and it shows up at our church, and our preacher gets up and reads the letter from Paul, and Paul says in verse 14, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there's nothing unclean of itself. And then I go down in verse 20. I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this letter read, and I'm just eating carrots and cauliflower. I think I'm not partaking of meat because I, I don't feel like that's right. I feel like that's hindering uh, my faith. I feel like that's not pleasing to the Lord. I feel like I'm growing just by eating vegetables. And then I hear again, not only that Paul says Jesus has given him the knowledge. He knows and is persuaded that nothing is unclean of itself. And then I, the preacher reads and says, for me, don't destroy the work of God. All things indeed are pure. And, I'm, and I either have one of two ways I can go when I hear the letter read, wow, I need, I need to get beyond this. I, you know, so it's okay for me to break out of this mindset I've been in that this is getting me somewhere. Because, you know, and he also read to me one of the, if not the two paramount scriptures in this chapter. One of them is why you're judging your brother. Because don't you know you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ? That's verse 10. And then really the paramount scripture in this chapter is verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Kingdom of God has nothing to do with what we partake of. And I'm sitting there in the Roman church pretending this morning. And I'm hearing this. and The kingdom of God... It's not what I'm eating or not eating, what I'm drinking or not eating. It's only righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I can either grow and become more mature in the faith, or my heart can become hard and bitter toward what I'm hearing. Well, I just don't believe that. I believe, I believe that 
you know, that, that uh, uh, there's righteousness involved in me not partaking of meat. Well, this 14th chapter speaks of the, the more mature in the faith not condemning those people where they are, allowing them to grow. Because, see, they have the Word of God. Paul did not uh, draw back from writing what he wrote. He just didn't condemn anybody. You understand? We can preach the word, even bring a rebuke. Now, I can't help it, folks, sometimes call a rebuke condemnation. It's kind of like when the prophet Nathan showed up and, and confronted King David over his sin. King David didn't say, well, Nathan, you got sin like everybody else, son. <laughs> That's the difference between having a heart after God and walking after the flesh. David, when he was revealed by the prophet Nathan that he was the one who was guilty of the sin, he didn't lash back at Nathan. Well, you, you, got, you got more sin than I got. I mean, he, didn't, he just said, Lord, I've sinned before God. I've sinned against God. That's a heart after God, not looking to justify my sin, not looking to find others who are worse off than that. Lord God, I've sinned against you. When I read letters like this and I'm caught up in what I'm doing, what I'm eating, what I'm not eating, then there's only one or two ways I can go. It's to become even more weak in the faith because to whom much is given and the word of God given is as much as anybody can be given. And what Paul wrote is the word of God. To whom much is given, much is required. That much being required is us required to grow and to walk in more liberty of the truth we're receiving. And the truth always relates to Jesus, who is the truth, and what he did at the cross, hallelujah, so that we can have faith there and experience the liberty he granted us there, not in what we eat or don't eat, drink or don't drink, wear or don't wear, Righteousness, peace, and joy that only comes through faith in the cross and not faith 40 years ago, faith today. Again, denying myself, taking up my cross and following Christ. Pastor Lindsay Bass this weekend made a comment that was profound. She said, we're either denying ourselves, taking up our cross, or we're denying the Lord. But their denial is in play. Denial never leaves. Denial never leaves. I'm either denying myself, taking up my cross, or I'm denying the Lord of what he would like to do in me and through me. That's a profound statement and a statement of reality. Denial is always taking place. It's just a matter of Who's being denied? That was a powerful, powerful statement. And it, it moved ever hard in, the, in that service this weekend when that statement was made. Because it's when the Holy Spirit says something, there's just a shaking. I mean, it's, it's not like the room is shaking, but when the Holy Spirit makes a specific comment that is really meant to have an effect on the people of God, I'm telling you, it does. It does. And just like when this letter's read, when we hear this letter, are we caught still allowing what we eat and don't eat, what days we, we, we call this, we have to do this toward God, or a certain way we have to do something? No, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. 
And that, that's powerful. He says in verse 20, again, for meat, don't destroy the work of God. All things indeed, indeed are pure. But it is evil for that man who eats with offense, that man who eats in front of those people just to show him how liberated I am. No, there's an offense in our own heart when we're trying to cram our liberty down other people's throat. And we'll see that as we roll through the rest of this chapter. We should praise God and experience the liberty that we have, but not at the expense of causing a weaker brother or sister to stumble or, or to remain weak. We're going to see that in the Word of God because we should esteem, the Bible says, esteem others more than ourselves. That's the spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of Calvary. What happened at the cross wasn't for Jesus. It was for everybody who had ever lived or will live. It was for others. Hallelujah. Verse 21. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby our brother stumbles or is offended are made weak. I mean, and I know I've been guilty of this. Well, I don't care what they think. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to do this right. I don't care. Maybe it'll help them. Bless God. I, it, that's not what the Bible teaches in this chapter. And again, you, you have to be someone who is studying the Word of God to understand the balance between bringing a rebuke to those who are, are, are trying to harm others, bringing a rebuke to those who are obviously going the wrong way and teaching others to go the wrong way. This letter is one of them. Paul didn't write this to condemn. Paul wrote this to express the reality of truth and its liberty if we will follow after it. And just remember that Jesus and what he did at the cross is what grants us righteousness, peace, and joy, not just the status initially when born again, but the daily fruits of that because the Bible here says in verse 18, he that in these things serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved among men. That means those men who are in the faith and growing along together. Look, verse 21, let's read it again. It is neither good to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby your brother stumbles or is offended or made weak. Watch. Have you faith? Do you really have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Thank God for this measure of faith that we've been given. But when you read Romans chapter 12, verse 3, the Bible tells us there we've been given that measure of faith so that we won't think more highly of ourselves than we should. This measure of faith works by love, and, and, and that's the love wherewith Christ loved us and gave himself at Calvary. Here we are back at the cross. You'll always end up looking back at the cross, or the scriptures are not going to have a, a true understanding from the Spirit of God for your heart. 
not going to be able to uh, be applied. You might tie it to some message, but the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, wants to guide you into truth. Hallelujah. So when we look back at the cross, we see what Jesus did was for everybody else, not himself. And that's the spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of the cross to love each other, to allow them to grow. I know we've all had a zeal without wisdom. When we came into this message of the cross, we got up on the wall and began to tout, we're the watchman on the wall, and, but we walked back and forth with a sledgehammer. And I know I've done it. I know we've all done it. So, but we're all learning. I hope and pray we're all learning. And again, Take what I'm saying and run the wrong way. There's place for rebuke. There's place for turning away from those that are refusing the power of God. All that is comes into play in a balance in there where when your faith is in the sacrifice of Christ, the only avenue through which wisdom can come, you will be operating in the wisdom of God. Knowing that God is, if he's been faithful enough to bring you along, he'll be faithful enough to bring them along. Hallelujah. But it's really between them and God, not us and them and God. Hallelujah. Uh, but we need to do our part which is to love them and not stop enjoying the liberty that we've stepped into, but not trying to beat them, beat them with our liberty. That's, that's, that's wrong. And again, Paul wrote this letter. He tells us in this letter, nothing's unclean of itself. All things indeed are pure. So again, he's not condemning them. He's just letting them know the reality. You're sitting there in the church in Rome. Again, you have to put yourself in these stories because you're in it right now. You're reading this letter. You're hearing this talk. We're not changing what it says. We're not, we're not taking away or adding or twisting it up. We're just like sitting in this church and this letter's being read to us and we hear this. Wow, the kingdom of God is not what I eat or drink. But it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy. I'm already righteous in Christ. Hallelujah. I've received, I have peace with God through the blood of Jesus. And the joy of the Lord is my strength because he endured the cross for that joy that was set before him. It's all pointing me back to Calvary because it's all about what Jesus did, not what I eat or drink today. Glory to God. And the more I look at that, the more I mature and grow. But as I'm maturing and growing, yes, I want everybody to come along and mature and grow. That's, that's the mind of Christ, to, to want all the church to grow. But I have to be careful, careful not to, to do things because I have the liberty now. Paul said all things are, 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 are legal for me. What did he say? That, that, I mean, I mean but, but, but not all things are expedient for me. Not all things are beneficial for me to do. Think about that. Whatever's going to cause somebody else to stumble, be weak, and you don't have to... You don't, when you start reasoning in your own mind, well, they ought to be farther along. Well, I, I'm going to do, bless God, what I, I'm liberated to do. That's the wrong heart. Sorry. I've been there. That's the wrong heart. We are our brother's keeper. Hallelujah. That means we love them. We esteem them more than ourselves. We pray for them. 
He says in verse 22, have you faith? Have it to yourself before God. Because <laughs> really, at the root of me bashing folk over them not walking where I'm walking, really, really is me just trying to, some, a lot of times it's not my concern for them, it's them wanting to see how mature I am. I, now, I just have to tell you, that's a subtle deception, and I've been there, and I'm not talking about one or two handfuls. I've been there many handfuls of times. We can think we're after the good of others, but we've got to be after the good of others according to the Bible, not how we feel. Amen, Brother Curtis. Have you faith? Then have it to yourself before God. Happy is he that condemns not himself in that which he allows or approves. You've been liberated by the blood of Jesus not to have to celebrate certain days, weeks, months, moons, harvest times, uh, what you eat on certain days. I mean, the Jewish people had days of celebrations and what they had to eat and, and couldn't eat, like on the, the feast of the celebration of unleavened bread, couldn't put any leaven. I mean, all these laws that... All were fulfilled in Christ. That, oh, just imperfection was fulfilled in Christ. And we just simply place our faith in him and what he did at Calvary, not in what we do or don't do, and we begin to grow. Hallelujah. But you can be blessed when you're not condemning yourself, judging yourself by what you eat or drink because you know and you're learning that the kingdom of God's not about that. It's not about that. And he that doubts is judged. He's condemned. The Bible here says in the King James Version that he's condemned. If he eat, if he's eating doubting, well, I'm, I'm really not sure that this is pleasing to God. We've already seen all things are pure. Did I miss it when my preacher read the letter from Paul when I was sitting there that Sunday? Did I miss it? Was I thinking about my bill I had to pay tomorrow? Or did I hear it and I just don't agree with it? Did I miss it somehow? Because it was read to me and this is the word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. This is the word of God. Did I miss it? He that died, after you've read this, after your preacher's read this to you, wow, I got a letter from Paul. He says he knows and has been persuaded by Jesus that nothing is unclean of itself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I've just been eating carrots and broccoli. <laughs> I've been on a weed diet thinking that's righteous before God. <laughs> Taking my family out to house state tonight, praise be to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Liberated. Not to begin to cram it down other people's throat, but to just be thankful that, that the Lord is revealing more to us just how free we are from trying to uh, 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 perform through laws and actions to be righteous before God, that we already are saved, born again, justified, sanctified, set apart, and now we can bear the fruits of, of his work of righteousness when that's where our faith is. Hallelujah. And it's not about what we eat or don't eat, drink or don't drink. It's about loving each other 
growing along with each other and allowing others to grow. He that doubts is is damned, is is condemned. If he eats because he eats not of faith. You know, what, what, what do you have in your life that you... You're just you're just in doubt whether you know if I'm if, if I'm eating this and that's what the concern is here eating or drinking certain things and the reason it was so is because the Jewish people like I said all those years man they the the the, the celebration of Passover included a week of the celebration of unleavened bread and it was it was a serious thing to God because that 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 Passover was God told his people to put blood on the doorpost and he would pass over them. And when he saw the blood, he would pass over them and not kill the firstborn, but he killed the firstborn of every, everything that was a firstborn man or beast in Egypt. And it was a, a, a picture and a pointing to Christ the bread of life, the pure bread of life, and what he would do at Calvary through the shedding of his blood. And that's why God, for the Passover, set the celebration up of a feast of unleavened bread. Do not put any leaven, which we know is yeast, anything in your bread for an entire week to show the exclusivity of Christ. And what he would do at Calvary because that Feast of Unleavened Bread was what they celebrated when they celebrated Passover, which was about the Lord passing over and and delivering his people through faith in the blood. He told them to put on the doorpost. Think about that. But when Christ comes, Paul says to the church in Corinth, let us celebrate the feast, not not seven days for us, but every day now for us. We're celebrating the feast of unleavened bread by trusting in that pure bread from heaven. Hallelujah. And nothing, not what we eat in the natural or drink in the natural, but we partake of that natural bread of life. His name is Jesus, and we partake through faith in what he did at Calvary as our Passover lamb. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not about what we eat or drink in the natural. It's about growing, becoming stronger and more mature in this faith, this measure that we were given that was measured out of the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. It's about growing, allowing others to grow, not condemning. And sometimes we we just have to we, we just have to enjoy the liberties at time that we're walking in uh, between us and the Lord to, because we don't want to hurt anybody. We, don't, we want to give them time to find the freedom that's, that's going to come through the truth of Christ revealed in the Word of God. Hallelujah. And, uh, and they're going to grow. They're going to grow. Hallelujah. That's our prayer anyway, that is we have grown and are growing, that they have grown and they will continue to grow because the Bible doesn't say in this chapter they're out of the faith. It says simply they're weak in the faith. So we pray for them. I'm sure there are people praying for me right now. I just pray Brother Curtis moves on, gets stronger, gets beyond that place he's at. And, 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 and oh, I, I hope so too. And I, I, I don't want to be subtly deceived. And, 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 and I, if I'm wrong, 
I want to know I'm wrong. It don't always feel, well, it never feels good when you find out you're wrong. And some of these things in Romans chapter 14 especially has, has caused me to have to stop and reevaluate some things about uh, what we teach, what we preach, and really actions toward others. And listen, that's just the manner of growth. Just like somebody who's caught eating only vegetables. There's not a thing in the world wrong with eating only vegetables unless you think it's, it's it, it, you're serving God by doing that when the Bible says that he that serves God in righteousness, peace, and joy, that's serving Christ in these things and is acceptable to God. I can't serve God by what I eat and don't eat, drink or don't drink because that's not, that's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom, my friend. I've enjoyed this 14th chapter. I enjoyed the 13th, the 12th, the 11th, and all the way back to one. I'd have to look back and see when we really started this Romans teaching, but I tell you, those who are looking unto Jesus Christ and his work at Calvary, you've been blessed, you've been encouraged by this teaching, and I encourage you to continue to pray for us to join us each Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. And on Friday mornings, we are in the studio, and you can join us there in person to, to be in our second Timothy teaching. That's every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Join us if you live anywhere around here and you love the truth of God's Word. You will be blessed. Don't forget to sow into the ministry where God is imparting the truth into your heart and you're seeing a change in your life. Don't forget to sow. You don't pay for anything, but you sow into good ground and God will bring forth a harvest in your own heart. Guaranteed to happen when you're sowing to the preaching of the gospel, the focus of the gospel, you will see a harvest and a maturity in your own heart. Hallelujah. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can do that by texting your giving. Just type the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.